Good morning and welcome to the weekend. And yes, Nina and Chuck and I won the lottery last night, so we're here this morning. <laughs> the inside, outside guys, happy to be here with you for the next two hours. You didn't win the lottery last night, Chuck. No, I didn't. And Why not? I, I think it's largely because I don't play. I don't, <laughs> I don't play. I couldn't even say that without spitting. <laughs> I was just listening a minute ago to what they were saying. You know, it's going to be $900 million. I know. Really? I mean, really? It'd, be, it'd be cool. It'd be cool, but... My father, he was that guy. He played... He was, he, he was in the plants. I know a lot of people like that. He worked in the plants, and they had... In the plants, they would have the lottery, but it was only done the plants. Well, they ran numbers They ran numbers, there yeah. illegal lotteries. It was a lottery... It was a lottery numbers, but the lottery had nothing to do with it. Exactly. And he was so... And then when he retired, he played numbers every... On his deathbed, he's giving me money to go... Play lot numbers for him. One of the best gifts you could have given my mother was, uh, you know, fifty scratch offs. Really? She would sit there for an hour or three, going over those, and and you know, if she won ten bucks on a fifty dollars spend, she was thrilled. My bride, the, as much as we drive, we drive a lot when we had the cottage up north. Yeah. I would constantly, whenever we stopped at gas station, because we have to fill up. Yeah. I'd buy her some scratch-offs. You're a nice guy. She never wins. And I don't know why I keep doing it. I did it, I did it last <laughs> week. I bought her two last week. She never wins. It's it's just amazing how bad a luck she has with those scratch-offs. And I don't know why yeah, I keep buying it. That'd be me. I, I, I keep figuring the odds are going to catch up. So eventually, I'm the guy that builds up the odds for everybody else if I play. I heard an analogy recently about the lottery and why it's kind of ridiculous for someone to play. And, and this just made so much sense to me. And they just said, hey, imagine 100 55-gallon drums, all filled with rice. 100. 155-gallon drums, drums, all filled with rice. It's a lot of rice. And there's one red piece of rice, one. And you have to reach in one of those 100 and find that piece of red, yeah, one well, piece of red rice. That That's your odds of winning the lottery. That's and pretty that, good. And it's like, wow. Oh. That puts, I, I think I'll keep that 10 bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it. It's crazy, and you think about the hypocrisy of so many groups that are involved oh. in what is truly gambling. And I don't care. I really don't care. I don't either. I agree. I don't care at all. But you know, they'll act all high and mighty, and then they'll sell you a ticket to a to a bet. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> yep. So let me let me throw something out. We've had a couple of listeners. We get a lot of emails, as you, the listener, know, and we are grateful for them. But uh, some of you ask us to call you and give us phone numbers. We can't do that. We just, the time does not exist to do that. For you and I to call them personally. We tried 15 years, 16 years ago to do a little bit of that, and we found out real quickly. Uh, we call you back. We miss you. We leave a message. You call us back. You miss us. You leave a message. And that's just one person. And that's when we were 5% of what we are today. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know as There's far no as way. our noti- people knowing us out there. So we ha- we can't. What we do do when people want us to call them is we, we send back this number and say, please give us a call Saturday and Sunday morning. During the, the show. During the show. Because yeah. the issue you have, that's one thing we love about this when you give us a call. We know that there's someone going out there, oh, yeah, that's I'm having that problem as well. And so we like the calls. We want people to know what the issue is. We want to help teach and educate what those issues are. That's a great, great point, Chuck. We just, we just can't oh, call people. can't do it. No. Uh, a neat retrofit, too. Um, you and I have talked about ventilation. Matter of fact, with our uh, bonus hour with Samco, 
facilities maintenance, we talked about ventilation big time because it's a huge issue. It is. If you're exhausting air from your home and, and you don't have a way for your home to make up that air, it can create problems. Well, one of the things our expert heating, ventilating, and air conditioning companies can do, and, of course, Samco, is install an active exhaust fan with makeup air to your house. And it's got to be professionally done. It's got to be something, first of all, it's got to be weatherproof on the outside. Yes. And however much air they're taking out of your kitchen, let's just say your kitchen, they better be bringing an equivalent amount back in easily. Science. And deliberately. Science. I like that. I like that. <laughs> we got to keep that one. Science. It's building science. Yep. But it's huge. And how that is done to maximize comfort in the home as well as make it easy for the home to suck in that you know, make up air yes, yes. is, is, is literally science, good science. And this time of year, a lot of people, you mentioned a little while, Chuck, you run your AC a lot less this summer. It has not been a, a very I was warm summer. I about that last night. And a lot of people this time of year, just, I mean, heck, yesterday was 76. A lot of people didn't even run their air conditioning. No, I'm running my overhead fans. There you go. So what yep. that will do is if you, it's going to make your house more humid. And you're going to you're going to notice more smells when that happens, and that's actually a good thing because once you notice them, you know how to tackle them. So what Chuck's talking about, if you go downstairs, and it smells really damp and musty, one of our responses to people when we get those emails is move the air. Even if you move it downstairs, have one area taking it out, another area putting it back in. That is so so important for healthy air in a house. Yeah, and cheap box fans. You and I have talked about yes. that. You can buy box fans for twenty bucks a piece at an Ollie's. You can buy three of them for sixty dollars, right? Run yep. them on low, and talk about science. High humidity will automatically move to low humidity, and if you encourage it to do so, it'll do it faster and better. Yep. So if you push that air that's really humid in the basement to a drier place, the humidity will automatically be absorbed by the drier air. So it's it's kind of fun. And this is what the Inside Outside guys are all about, keeping you healthy and safe in your home. We answer these questions multiple times a day, and you've got almost two more hours to get your questions answered by the Inside Outside guys at 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Hey, people don't realize that Christian Gutters is a lot more than a gutter install company. They will rebuild or even extend eaves and overhangs, which Ken and I are huge advocates of. So if you don't have overhangs and need them, or if you got them and they're rotten, call Christian's Gutters. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. Phone lines are open at 888-654-4897. We got a bunch to talk about. Um, washing machines. They all have self-closing lids today. And I am I was brought up in the habit of leaving the lid open. Between loads. Okay. That makes sense. That with the load, you left the load open. That makes perfect out. sense. I do it with the dishwasher when I can, when no one's home, you know. Um, Are you talking top? Yeah. Top loads. I like top loads. You've always liked them, I know. Yeah. And, and you know what? Let's tell tell people why you think a top load washer is better, because it makes perfect sense. Well, you know, we were we were teaching the energy efficiency classes at Green 20-some years, right? So we were watching the front loads come and go and come and go, and people had problems with them. They moved around a lot initially. The gaskets got moldy on them. People didn't like bending over to load and unload them, so they 
ended up having to buy these expensive things for the washing machine to sit up on. Yeah, drawer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just you name it. So long story short, I, I'm a big believer, you know, you dance with who brung you. If it works, stick with it. So I like a top load. We just bought a new one, new agitator. <laughs> I like an agitator. They make them without agitators. You're an so, agitator. Why would you? I know. I know. It ties with <laughs> me. Uh, I'm, we're simpatico. But, but if it gets dirty, if it smells, first of all, try to keep that lid open between washes. Because you keep moisture in there, you invite mold to grow between what you see as the inner tank and then what we know as the outer tank yep. that actually holds the water. And if you can keep it dry, you have less problems. But if you get problems, run a hot cycle and throw your detergent right in the, the uh, unit rather than in the dispenser yep. cup. Sure. Uh, when it's filled with hot water, let it set for a while. Turn it off. Just let that hot water set in there and then just run it. That should, in most cases, take care of it. Uh, vinegar and baking soda mixed with water can be an additional step that some people might, might have to take to get that clean. Gotcha. The reason you like a top load rather than a side load, front load, is because of the, it, it, uh, what's what we're looking for here? Physics. It just makes sense that a top load is going to rest on top of the machinery, and one that's on its side has to hold that drum up. So over time, it makes sense. That would I like it. Just and again, you know, I'm I'm a victim of problems that I knew existed right in the right. past that it may or may not exist now. But we have a front load, and it's funny because a lot of times I'll washer and dryer, washer and dryer. Yes, and we can't keep it open for obvious reasons. You know, we keep getting bumped, whatever. But there's a big rubber gasket right in front, a huge rubber gasket that I'm always wiping before I put a load Good in. Man. I'll grab the towel and I'll wipe all that stuff down. Yep. Um, but you're right. I, I I do like the idea of keeping it open, just like the basement. The more humidity is in there, the more it's going to smell. Yeah, the more growth <laughs> so you're going to have. So keep it open. I do this, the dishwasher the same way. You've got that gasket on the dishwasher. Yeah, right. And I will take, uh, before I throw it in the laundry, a local, a local, <laughs> a uh, dish towel that I'm getting ready to wash, and I'll wipe down the door. Okay. It doesn't take 20 seconds to no. do it. But it keeps it clean, and you'd be surprised if you let it go for a month or six. The junk, the yeah, crap, You're right? <laughs> it's disgusting. You're right. Another thing, while we're on this subject, your your lint uh, trap in your dryer. Chuck and I always break it down to this. Of course, everyone need, needs to know you need to constantly empty out the lint be, lint between loads. But there's something else you should do on a regular basis, which is take that trap. Take it over to your sink and just fill it full of water and see how long it takes to empty. You know, that is meant for air to flow through and capture the lint. But with all the, for lack of better, the detergents, dryer sheets, sheets, literally, I don't use dryer sheets at all. Uh, We have these little um, soft rubber balls that supposedly help. We throw it in the dryer. It's supposed to help do it. But that gets plugged up and it prevents the airflow through that and you can't see it it's microscopic so if you take it over to the sink and you hold it under your your faucet you're going to see it's going to hold water at that point just grab a little bit of soap and a toothbrush and just give it a very light brushing clear that out for you very soft bristle brush too yeah also go outside go to your where you know your dryer exhausts outside 
grab a flashlight and take a look inside of that hose, that lint trap hose, because a lot of people don't know it, but that thing is is, is filthy, really filthy. <laughs> and just recently, Chuck, I went to mine and I pulled it out of mine. It wasn't filthy because I keep mine's a very short run, but I went out there specifically for that reason to pull anything out of there. Um, an average of fifteen thousand house fires a year start from. The dryer vent. We got a couple of great dryer vent cleaning companies at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. It's very important that you get those taken care of. And if you've never poked your head back there to make sure everything is still connected properly, to, <laughs> ma- to make sure that hose is connected properly, to make sure there's no tears in the hose back there, um, just something smart to do. I agree with you. 888-654-GUYS equals 888654 Four eight nine seven. Taking any and all of your housing questions. Phone lines are open. Got to tell you, Chuck, really enjoy driving in on, on on our drives on Saturdays and Sundays. It's a great Michigan weekend. And then Mark Hollis, they both have some great shows. Really enjoy driving, listening to them. I got to tell you, I know our Saturday and Sunday morning lineups. I I actually intentionally listen to. I uh, can't say I always did that, but there are some really good people and interesting uh, subject matters that are covered on Saturday morning, and Mark Hollis does a great job of putting he this show together. He knows a lot together. of people. <laughs> and good people. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. interesting people. Movers and shakers in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got an email the other day about people are seeing a lot of moss on their roofs this time of year, on, yeah. their, on their sheds, on their shacks, whatever it may be. And people, when you see that moss, the first thing you should do is look up. What's causing the moss? We, you know, we want to solve the moss issue, but we can get the moss off that shingles. But if you still have the same leaves, you know, branches hanging over top of it, it gets very little wind, very little sun. You're going to keep getting that growth back there. So a product we like, there's a couple, three products, actually. We're not attached to any of them. One is called Wet and Forget. One is called Spray and Forget. And one is called Comcrobium. They're all similar products, and they're all a spray-on and walk-away product. Now, I like to say spray-on once, come back a couple days, spray-on again, and then you'll be in great shape. But that will get that moss and uh, algae off your roof, off your side. Kills it. It kills it. But at that point, cut the branches back. Get some sun in there. Get, Get whatever you can. Don't be afraid just to start hacking away those branches. I see so much of that, Chuck, so much of it. And I hate to say it, Chuck, I hate to say it this way, but you can always tell in a house, when I drive by a house, and you know it's an elderly person in it because it's everything's just so overgrown. And I wish I could stop at every one of them and say, do you want me to take care of this for you? But I can't. I know I'm the neighborhood guy that would stop and trim your bushes. Right. <laughs> if I didn't think I'd get thrown in jail for doing right. it. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. funny you say that. It is so important, everybody. It's just so important to keep those those bushes and those trees cut away from your house. It will cost you money over time if you do not. Oh, we get into gutter protection and, and eliminating the need for it even. You know, it's just so huge. But, you know, if you talk to a good company that does that roof roof system in the first place, they'll tell you the same thing. And we like a company that maybe gives you price options. You know, we can give you a good, better, best. We can, we can give you prices for each. We can tell you how long each will last and what the warranty is for each of them. 
Sounds like I'm talking about... Performance remodeling. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) What we love about performance remodeling is they'll go just about anywhere. We have a lot of northern listeners up in the thumb, up in north. They'll go up there, roofing, windows, and siding, whatever you need. They'll help you out, give you a good, better, and best bid. They've been team partners, the Inside Outside guys, for years. You've heard them on WJR Airways for years. They've kept so many of our listeners happy over the years. We're talking about performance remodeling. Welcome back, everybody. 888-654-4897. We'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns. If you're going to get a new furnace, do you buy a high-efficiency furnace? We've talked about that in the past, but we keep getting questions on it. You know, one thing that I've been telling a lot of people when I've been sending them back to emails is when, you, when you're looking for a furnace, when you're looking for a, a basement waterproof, when you're looking for a new roof, take your time. They don't get three estimates. That's the bottom line. Get some estimates that you can compare because, you know, some people, and I know some salesmen are out there don't like that I'm saying this, but if the first guy walks in and you say, you know, I like everything about this guy, like whatever, you take him, how do you know that you might not like the next guy, next guy person as well? So I think it's very important, Chuck, when you're looking for a furnace because we had someone recently, I think this is where you're going with this email, that they were told they needed 80%. Another guy told them they did not need 80%. Exactly. uh, He was confused. It confuses people. Yeah. Yeah. That's why more the more experts you have in front of you and you take notes, the better informed you're going to be. But it's interesting because uh, one of the emails I'm referring to, they literally had had three people, and all three told them something different. Yeah. Yeah. You need a a variable speed motor. You need a two-stage ECM motor. You need an 80%. You need a 90%. You need a 95%. And people are going, whoa, these are experts telling me this. Here's the thing. You don't need any efficiency. Efficiency should be looked at monetarily. What's my return on investment? There you go. What's going to be my comfort level? Am I going to be more comfortable in that home? That's what it's all about right yeah. now. Yeah, and, and then is there a return on the investment? Because if I pay an extra $1,500, say, for the unit, and I don't save enough money in my monthly bill to get that back, until 10 years pass, then the, you probably would not consider that a good investment. Right. But if you're more comfortable and like the idea of it, then do it. We had an email this week of someone who got two estimates on a roof. One told him they needed much more ventilation. Another one told him they didn't. The one that told him they did it was about four or 5000 more. And... You know, which, what, what do they do at that point? They get two estimates. One says you don't need it. The other one says you do. Here's the price. What do you do at that point? And, Chuck, the person question, can I put in too much ventilation? Yes, you can. So I say you can. <laughs> huh? I say you can. You say you can't put in too much ventilation. I say you can put in bad ventilation. Well, well, yeah, well, you put too much ventilation, you can put it in bad, bad spots, bad that, areas. That's the bigger issue because you can actually screw up the air movement. But... Can I have too much on too much exhaust on top? Too much intake on the bottom? I well, say no. Yeah, well, you almost can't. I mean, because those are those are direct runs. I mean, those are a, a soft vent and a ridge vent. I agree with that. But add a bunch of cans vent to that, you're not you're not going to help it at all. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, you may not help it at all, and you're putting additional penetrations in your roof. Yep. You may actually create a negative. Picture a roof with three dormers. All right, dormers are. The, 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 yeah, those little those windows that stick out. Yeah, from those the front. extensions, yeah. sidewall with window extensions that stick out of a roof for the listeners. And uh, here, some people will put 
separate ventilation intake and exhaust on each dormer. That can actually mess up the flow from the bottom of the attic space to the top of the attic space in some cases. So that's where adding some, to me, is a negative. And it confuses homeowners. Right. You know, what does a homeowner do except send it to us? Well, we knew both of those roofing companies. We liked both of those roofing companies. And the one that said they didn't need the ventilation had a 50-year warranty. Save the money. If it's a good company that I trust... I, I, yeah, I'm going to tell them to trust their gut and go with one of those good companies. Right, right. And save the warranty. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's huge. You know, and it's funny because you mentioned earlier about how we get a lot of emails where people say, will you please contact us? And, and like Chuck said, we just we can't. We're just so busy. And it opens up a whole can of words. Then here's one we got this week. I'm looking at getting asphalt put in. Can you tell me how much I should expect to pay per square foot? We, we can get those with it. Roofing, we can get those with furnaces, we can get those with driveways, concrete or asphalt, and we cannot answer that question. We just can't. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I used to be the guy that went out there, someone would say, and I, you know, it's, it's, let's say it was a really big job. Normally, I would try to give everybody a price while I was there. But if I had, couldn't do it there, someone would say, can you give me a ballpark? I would always say, no. I'm not going to hold you to it. Yes, you are. So, No. Because they will hold you to it. If you say oh, it's ten thousand, you come in at eighteen thousand. Well, what was up with that ballpark? Hold it. You said you weren't going to hold me to it. But I do believe an expert should be able to give you a price, notwithstanding maybe something particularly after research. But if they're an expert at that, right? I, when I built new houses, I got to the point where if someone gave me a specification. I could respond based on that specification. We're going to be in the range of right, and then my low number would be a high number. Now you so, and I were were able to do that so much more when we were in the middle of it, right? Well, yeah, if you're in the middle of it. And that's why I say if you're an expert, if you, if you sell windows, then you better be able to give me a price on windows when you come out. I mean, that's if that's what you do, you better know it. My point here is you and I, yeah, we, no. it has been eight years since I've, since I've done that. It's been more than that for you. Exactly. And if you think of all the different prices you and I would have to keep up with, in this economy, in the inflation that we're in, I've mentioned this many times. 2013, I was paying $90 out the door for a yard of concrete. Today, most places, it's double that. So it took 100-some years for it to get to $90, and within 10 years, it's doubled. There's no way you and I can keep up with those prices because that's happening that's with just everything. Concrete. It's just concrete. Right? You know, we were talking about that coffee thing yesterday, the price of coffee, Elliot Eisenberg. I don't know if he used $3.15 for his base price for a cup of coffee, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then he broke it down. The actual coffee in the cup with cream, if you added it or not, was $0.13. And the cup itself was another $0.13. We were talking margins yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, and you're paying $3.15 or $3.40, whatever it was, for the cup of coffee. It's like, wow. But the coffee itself only costs $0.13. Yeah. And if the price of coffee goes down 50%, which it's not likely to ever do, it's half of that 13 cents. It's not half of the 315. And people don't realize there's so many other costs to consider with a legitimate company that you and I can't, the labor issue. There's no way. It's one thing to know an hourly wage, but it's quite another to know how efficiently that person's working, plus what else do they cost you in benefits and other things over the course of an eight-hour day. And there's not one employee out there that's 100% efficient. 
No. All right. They'll so never if you're getting 80% efficiency out of that employee, I mean, and that stuff is so hard to, to keep track of and qualify it and put margins on and that no. takes someone to have a full-time job just to do those kind of numbers. Well, there are people that try to do it and they do it for industries so that they give us percentage ranges for every cost right you know that that we start out with and then we track and and modify as needed for our business but yeah it's such a huge i i gave you an example yesterday i put in a, a sewer up north 160 feet of sewer from our house to the new sewer line out front it was sand it was a shallow dig it was an easy dig it cost me 25 bucks a foot if somebody called us and said, how much down here, and they're in a subdivision, you know, that's been there for years with clay and everything, I'd say, that could easily be 150 bucks a foot. Yeah, right. I'd pay 25 It could easily be 125 or 50 bucks a foot. Plus, that's a great point. that doesn't consider all the other stuff. Are, are they going under a driveway? Are they going under sidewalks, curbs? I mean, what all's involved? See, Chuck, what I hate to hear is when, when somebody like that, they give somebody an estimate. They say, here's your price. They don't read the contract where the contract, is, contract says, if we hit clay, if we hit gravel, if we do this, prices could go up. But what happens is the prices go up so much, the homeowner's not going, that company's ripping me off. That company's trying to rip me off. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. They know the possibilities once they go in there. They made you very clear of this. And if you go back to, to Friday's article in the Detroit News Homestyle section. Creating a specification. There you go. There you go. Please read that, everyone. That is just a phenomenal article that you can find at the InsideOutsideGuys.com and the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Chuck, I want to take a second to remind everybody, next weekend, <clears throat> the 22nd, um, the Bay Area Sports Show is going to be happening in New Baltimore at Walter and Mary Burke Park. Bay Area sportsshow.com. They're looking for volunteers. They got a cornhole tournament. Are you, are you, you play cornhole talk? I, I enjoy it, yeah. I've got, I, I have a. We don't do it much of it anymore, but I enjoy it. I've got a set of home that's on Michigan and Michigan State boards. Cool. And we've always enjoyed playing it when the family gets together. But this, you and I went here a couple of years ago. This is a great time. And if you're over on the east side, even if you're not an east sider, take the family over there. It is a huge event. They have fishing tournaments. They have a band out there. They've got food. They've got play fishing stuff for the kids. A lot of money too. If you're a fishing person, you know that that the, the considers themselves pretty good. There's a lot of money potentially to win. There is, and the cornhole, the cornhole tournament. There's up to fifteen hundred dollar payout for the cornhole tournament. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow. You're not that good. No, I'm not. No, no. If I it, went, it'd be strictly for the fun. The tournament starts at 2 o'clock next week, next next Saturday. It's going to be a good time at Walter and Mary Burke Park in New Baltimore. Check out BayAreaSportsShow.com to find out more. We like that. Hey, we finally got some of that rain we've been talking about. Man, it came it. down in buckets the other night, and we had people saying, oh, my gosh, I had water come into the basement. I had water come into Rado, all the crack. <laughs> We've got people. We do. And and the way we found this next company was 100% because of their honesty. They they did not sell somebody a basement waterproofing job that thought they needed one because they were an honest, ethical company. Of course, we're talking about Joe Marth and Foundation Solutions. 
888-654-4869. Having more fun than we deserve, too. We're taking your calls. 888-654-4897. Let's talk to Dale in Brighton. Good morning, Dale. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Hey, good morning, guys. It's, it's nice to talk to you. You guys are a great resource. Thank um, you, sir. I've got uh, uh, an issue here. Um, we're, we're selling our home, and we had an inspection done, and uh, they looked uh, in, in the attic. And this is basically a big ranked rectangle with a run all the way across the house, okay? And uh, they found some mold. Not a lot, but they found some. And so we have to remediate. And they said that they think the cause of it is the uh, venting on the roof. And we just had the roof replaced uh, within the last five years. And uh, they had put cans in. We used to have a ridge vent. They put cans in. And then they added a, a solar exhaust fan just as part of the uh, the promotion that they had for roofing. And it's a small one. It's not big, but it's a small one. And they the inspector says they think that it's causing like a whirlwind effect in the attic, and that's probably why the mold had started because this is the second roof we've had on the house, and we've lived here uh, 27 years, and we've never had a problem with it before. And I wanted to know, um, is the roofer that did the work, are they – somewhat responsible for that and should they you know be responsible for the remediation cost or uh is it just going to be you know uh, on uh, my responsibility i say they are uh, i they know what you told us yeah they should be uh, have you checked your paperwork have you looked at your warranty information for your roof um i have not looked well i had not looked at it in, you know in the last uh you know so many years or so since we had done but sure. um, it, it's, it's a reputable company. It's somebody you guys endorse. Uh, and okay. I call them, and they're, they're sending, sending somebody out. But I'm just curious if, if they do have some liability in it. And, yeah, and if it's their it, issue. I mean, if, if they messed up with the, ventilation. with the ventilation system, which Ken and I believe is inherent as a responsibility to them, they must prescribe ventilation and install it as part of the roof system. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So having said that, and no, having did, said, but again, I'm getting, go ahead. Well, if, here's a couple of things I want to make sure people remember. If it's in your attic, there's very little chance it's going to harm anyone, you know, unless it's a major amount. If it's a little bit in your attic, that's going to stay up in your attic and go outside. Um, and it really shouldn't be a big deal to remove the mold. I mean, there's a place right in, I believe they're in Brighton called TCI Remediations that has a product you can just spray on that stuff and it basically disappears. Um, so I wouldn't be as worried about the mold, but I would want to get the issue fixed why they had the mold. So if, if, if they exactly. come out, they should be able to say, I need, you need this done, need that done. I, I, I'm assuming you have an offer on your house and their inspector came and inspected that, that was going on? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. Shouldn't be. And there's also, they also have an issue, uh, on the, uh, chimney, there's, there's a metal cap that runs across the entire rectangle up there. And then the, the two exhaust uh, covers, uh, go in through that. And I've always gone up there and I put, uh, you know, tar, the black tar for roofing tar on it to make sure that, you know, there's no cracks. And if it pulls away a little bit, I'm always sealing it. They said that that's incorrect. That shouldn't be done. And, uh, that there is an issue with it and they want the metal cap completely redone. Um, I don't know who does that. Is it a roofing company that does that, you know, that does shingles and stuff that will do that? Or is it a different company that has to put a metal cap on? Because it has to be fabricated, you know. To, is, to is, so you have a wood chase, I'm guessing, on the ex- yes. 
the yeah. chimneys of wind chase. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Some uh, furnace companies will do. They actually have to bend the metal and, and put that up there as well. Right. Um, we know a company in Almont, and they do travel called Creekside, and they do that as well. Do you have a number for them? I do. If you give me one second, I'll. I might also consider sure. calling Brickworks and having them take a look at at that. Um, so they're telling you to modify the caps that are on the top of the chimney at this point, correct? Well, they're saying that, that just because there's rust on the top of the metal and that there's been tar put on it to seal cracks over the years, that that's not proper and it should just be redone. There's no leak or anything. You know, well, it's, it's, it's no, never leaked, I but. mean, you can say no to that. I mean, as long as there's no leaks... You don't need a new cap. I mean, if it's functioning well, that that'd be my concern. You know, what what do the two exhaust uh, service? You know, does one service a furnace? One service a water heater? Does one service a fireplace? Are they inhibiting flow? Uh, well, I have, yeah, I have two two fireplaces. One in the basement, which is wood burning, and one in in the main level of the house that is an uh, just a gas insert. Sure. And so the chases run parallel to each other going up makes sense makes sense but my goodness if they're functioning i mean tar is used all the time to stop leaks or even it's put up there to prevent leaks all the time i wouldn't yeah well these inspectors were so yeah these inspectors were so nitpicky about everything and it's a younger couple buying the house and you know so they don't really know and no, they're just telling I, I, them that yeah, this 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 should really be replaced. <laughs> and, and we get that. And inspectors have to find something. They, they they have to find something. However, I would tell them, look, you know, have somebody out to take a look at it. Have you know, if there's no issues, at Creekside. I'll give you the number for Creekside. Have them come out and take a look at it. And they'll tell you whether you need it or not. You have a pen handy, right? Yeah, 866-259-6100. And you'll talk to Mike over there. Great company, been around for many years. But have them come out. Okay, so that was 866-259-6172. That's it. Right. All right. Okay. All right, you guys, thank you very much. That was very helpful. Good luck with this. Good luck, we buddy. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, the, the bigger the issue with that mold, I agree with you. It might be something you can kill and clean up in a snap. But why is it? there yeah it'll come back if you don't figure out why absolutely the moisture is is the issue the mold is just the manifestation of the of the moisture there you go and you mentioned brickworks property restoration you know if you walk up to your front porch and it's masonry and you see some cracked brick you see some um step cracks on the brick in your house you look up at your chimney which most people don't do if you see any failures at all any cracked brick. It's Unfortunately, the only word we use is cancer on the house because if it's masonry, it will spread. It will get worse. It will cost you more money unless you call Brickworks Property Restoration today. We're having a bunch of fun. Uh, feel free to join us at 888-654-4897. Keep the uh, emails coming, too, because... They challenge us, and we love responding to them, and we love being able to refer good companies that we trust. We do. We do. You know, Chuck, I just want to say something real quick because you and I had some great conversations over the weekend, and we and you and I, have we, as we've gotten older, we have just really realized how how blessed we are. And take a second just to tell people how blessed we are as, 
as individuals to live in the time that we're living in right now. I mean, really. I, I'd mentioned earlier. But your my, biggest concern is what efficiency furnace do you buy? You're right. You got a furnace. You're right. You have a house. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, my, my wife used to always say she loved the Victorian area and said, you know, I, I wish I lived that then. No, you don't. No, you don't. We live in the best time, in the best place in human history. And, and there's no doubt in my mind about that. The modern medicine, so many people that are still here that shouldn't be here, that wouldn't have been here 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. We are just, I tell you what, uh, most people in the world, if they're lucky, live in a room 10 by 10. If they're lucky. If they're lucky. And our biggest problem is do we need a high-efficient furnace or not and uh, yeah. perspectives. Or ventilation in the attic. I mean, really, the, the problems that we deal with are what you and I call first-world problems. They are wonderful problems to have in perspective. We didn't ask for them. We don't want them. We want to get rid of them. But... There's still great problems to have considering, you know, someone else is out there looking for their water today or their food or their shelter or oh, their amen. medical care. <laughs> amen. We don't have to search for anything. Most of it's right here at our fingertips, and we are very, very grateful for it. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Fold lines are open. Let's keep them coming. Let's talk to Tom in Brownstown. Good morning, Tom. You're on with the guys. Good morning, fellas. I uh, want to first tell you I really appreciate you guys for all you do. Uh, I have a question in regards. I have a smoky window. One window is probably approximately four by seven and had a couple of estimates, uh, and they want to replace the whole window, and it's quite a quite a bit of money. And sure. uh, I was wondering, I heard there possibly is a procedure that can remove a smoky or smoked uh, window. Is that possible, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can replace glass only, uh, but you've got to talk to somebody That's what that, I mean, uh, yes. Yeah, that does that. Uh, we've got a, we've got a couple different companies. We've got uh, John Cipriano at, at Accent Windows that does that. Yep. Um, if you've got a pen handy, we can give you a couple different yes, numbers. Yes, I do. Uh, cool. Okay. Okay. The first one is what number at, is it, sir? Well, they're both five eight six numbers, and they for some reasons take a second. Oh, here we go. They're both five eight six numbers, but they do travel to your area. So first one okay. is five eight six eight hundred. Thirty-one seventy-one. Okay. And then we're waiting for the second one to load here. The second one is Independent Window Repair, and their phone number is once again. Here we go. Five eight six seven four nine four four nine nine. I'm only as fast as my computer. I think it's four 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 nine. You're right. I'm sorry. Four 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 nine seven four nine four 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 nine. Okay, four triple four nine. Okay, uh, I appreciate your help. Once again, uh, I sure appreciate you guys, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, get uh, very valuable information. God bless you. Stay in touch with us, please, oh. over time. Thank you, you sir. Have a blessed we, day we also. Thank you, sir. You as well. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know what the gentleman just said here a minute ago about getting one window, and we get this question a lot where yeah. somebody wants to buy one window. We're just going to say it. If you have to replace one window. Be prepared to pay a lot for that one window. It's hard. It's just yeah. hard not to, unless you go buy it yourself. You know, um, and hey, try to find someone to install it, which is also we 
tough, very tough. And there's a big difference in doing a full tear-out of the unit or a replacement of the sashes only uh, or a replacement of the glass only. There's different things you can do and different companies will do Right. that, that first of all, cost more, but second of all, arguably give a better look to your home, too. Right. All right, let's talk to Eileen in Cleveland. Good morning, Eileen. You're on with the guys. I enjoy you guys so much. And All the way from Cleveland. Yeah. We're enjoying you. God bless you. <laughs> Northeast Cleveland. I like right. Gary. Yeah. We're right, we're right North next East. to Michigan. Yeah. Are you anywhere near the Cleveland Clinic? Yeah. Oh, it's a great, great uh, Cleveland Clinic. Uh, used to go to the home builders. They're right across the street from the Cleveland Clinic over there. Oh, okay. But they keep building out around there, down there. <laughs> that downtown. darn Cleveland. Yeah. So. Go ahead. Anyways, I have some. I don't. You probably never heard this, uh, but I I have some bird poop on my. On my house, uh, I have a all-brick house. It's a bungalow. But on the peak, it has cedar, redwood, you know, and I have it stained with cedar, redwood, stain. And it's and, uh, so I have a couple of places on the front, on the top, like the peak, you know, where there's, like, bird poop in a couple of places. And it's kind of, I haven't, I've, it's been there a couple of years. And I just don't like the way it looks. I'm just afraid. So I don't know whether I should use Dawn. I'd have to go up and, you know, it goes up in the ladder when I do the gutters. Eileen, for God's sakes, you're going to climb a ladder and do this? No, no, I'm not. No, but when, no, but Good. when they do the gutters, they would have the ladder ready. You know what I mean? You know, a 20-gauge yeah. will get rid of those. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? Isn't it always amazing that birds can poop on, on vertical oh. surfaces? Yeah. I mean, you see that and you go, "Come on now, that's got to take practice." I mean, if you're a bird, yeah. you got to be going. Let's see if we can get it to stay. <laughs> and I would around. think that with the rain and with the snow, you know, it would, you know, but it di- didn't. And, and now you say a bump. cedar peak. Where's the cedar peak? Are you talking? Do you have cedar shake? A gable shingles? end. I think it's a gable oh, it's end. Like, I got you. It's like a, so they have a bungalow, so it's like a triangular. It's like you know, on the on the top, like above the the door. It's you know, it's I can't explain it, but but okay. it's like a. Do us theater. a favor, Eileen. Go ahead and yeah. keep listening on the radio. When we get back from break, we're gonna uh, throw out some tips on how you can get rid of it, and then maybe help get rid of it easier when we get back from break. Okay, so keep listening. We'll talk about it when we get back from break. In the meantime. Chuck, you personally have a case of the uglies, but if you have a case of the house Pro-home uglies... can't help me. <laughs> no, they can't. I need, a, I need a plastic surgeon, but my house, they could help my house. They can. They yeah. can. And they can help in so many ways, whether it's a roof, whether it's siding, whether you need help financially. They go anywhere in the city of Detroit. You name it. If you need help with your house, we want you to call Pro Home Improvement. Chuck and Ken and Eileen in Cleveland. Are you still with us? Nope. No, we told her we'd answer when she got Oh, back. I didn't know. So, so women hang up on us all the time. <laughs> our wives, our, our moms. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. 
Eileen, Ken, and I both agree that if that 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 bird dropping has been on a soft wood like cedar for a long time, it's probably going to take a little bit of a soaking to get off. A little bit of soaking. You might even need a little bit of sandpaper at the end of it to get it off. Just yeah, a remember it's bit. up in the gable. Right. Well, but someone goes up there. She said <laughs> somebody's going to have to. If a uh, couple couple choices, depending on how high in the air, she said it's a bungalow, so it may not be real high in the air. Um, if you've got a good power nozzle on your hose and can connect a uh, a siding cleaner to your hose and just spray it and let it soak a few times, two or three times, uh, that can make a big difference. Uh, it'll take just about anything off siding if it can work on it. Sure. Sure, sure. For a period of time. Another thing uh, that they sell at any hardware store, and Chuck and I, we call it a power nozzle. Yeah. And it's a hose nozzle that you cannot turn on and off, usually, at the nozzle spot. Um, But it looks like a little ice cream cone, about two inches. And it shoots. You turn that that hose up all the way, and it shoots a solid stream at whatever you want to remove. And it works really well. It works really well for cracks and driveways. suggested. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Instead of a power washer. So literally sit there and just hold it on it. Just hold it on that spot for a minute, and it'll, it'll go away. Then once it's gone, we want you to put a good stain with a good sealer on it. Or paint. So we don't know what she's got you're on right, it You're right. You're right. Or paint. But at that point, as soon as you see the mess on there, hit it with that power hose. And if you put that good sealer stain on there, it won't be able to soak in as well into the wood itself. Yeah. That'll put a protector over top of it. In the future, the, the quicker you hit it, the, yeah. the, the less it's going to stick. Yep. Yeah. So... It's interesting because birds develop flight paths. Everybody with a driveway has discovered that, right? Yes, sir. You leave the car or truck in a certain spot, it's going to get hit 12 times every morning. If you move it just a little bit, it doesn't get hit, but the driveway does. <laughs> I've got those spots at my house. Oh, we um, do too. Yeah, where the, where the birds like to And I love the birds. I love to hear the birds. I love to watch them. The morning doves I really enjoy too. Do you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting sound, isn't it? Yeah. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Chuck, I want to go back to our our article from the Detroit News. I, I really you wrote a great article. It, it's it's something that people need to read because we have seen this more in the last pack four or five years. That we've got another four or five years ahead of us. You're right. Like you're right. That yeah. you know they'll call three companies, and this is why once again we started the show. And they're not getting responses back. Everyone's so busy. And let me tell you something. We spoke about this. If you call the company back, okay, call them twice. If they don't call you back, don't call them back. You're asking for trouble. If they can't get back to you when you're just simply asking for a bid, how is it going to be once the job starts? You have to beg to be a customer. You don't want to be a customer. And and I've used that. I've called up so many places in my day, whether it be a utility company or trying to get action. I'll tell them, look, I'm working too hard to be your customer. Exactly. I shouldn't have to work to be your customer. So don't dumb down. One of my best advice to my children is, guys, when you want something, take your time. Go, you know, a long time before that and start looking the right, the right thing will show up. It always does. I mean, I don't care if it's me looking for deer blinds. You know, I can, I could buy a hundred thousand dollar deer blinds out there, but I took my time and I found a guy. I mean, literally took months. Finally found a guy, yeah. made me some very expensive, inexpensively and saved myself a lot of money. You so know what you wanted. I know what I wanted. So I know the what, article is about creating that spec and knowing what you want. Yeah. And know not to overpay for it. 
Yeah, creating that specification before they come out. If you say you want a new kitchen, write down what you want on that kitchen, things that you know you want on that kitchen. Feel free to send it over to the company before you have them out because once you put it in writing, you can always go back to it. I always told people, create a dream folder for projects. Yeah. Um, if you're looking through a good housekeeping magazine or a book you bought at Home Depot or Menards and you see a kitchen that that's what I want. That's that's my kitchen. Buy the book, <laughs> tear out the page, Make put it in copy. your dream folder. Print it out, right. Yeah. So so you can show it to me or your potential contractor and say, that's what I want. That's the specification I want. Yeah, it's a dream. You don't want that dream to turn into a nightmare. And that all, no matter what relationship it is, personal or business, it all starts on the front side and making sure communication is the key. And when you put stuff in writing, when you show pictures like Chuck says, there's much, much, much less chance that you're going to have issues down the road. And as everyone knows, you can find that article at every Friday. It actually comes out late Thursday night, but at Detroit News Home Style section, you can buy it. You can always download the Detroit News app. You can go to theinsideoutsideguys.com, wjr.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Any of those will get you our weekly articles at the Detroit News Home Style section. And, you know, on the cusp of that coffee conversation we've had about the cost, the real cost, you know, where are the costs in a cup of coffee that you buy? We're going to try to break down what we call gross profit or gross margin uh, for you in the article this coming Friday. All right. Good stuff. It's good information. Everybody should know. That house is it's what you've worked all your life for. Make sure you don't trust it to just anybody. Whatever you need for your home, go to the insideoutsideguys.com. Yeah, including if you've had water intrusions in your crawl space or basement in the last couple of weeks. It could be that you need new gutters. It could be you need a better sump pump system. It could be that you need that basement or foundation repaired, and one company can do it all. No matter where you are in the state of Michigan, they cover the entire state from the UP all the way down Monroe. And, of course, company we are talking about is Foundation Systems of Michigan. Welcome back, everybody. We never have enough time, which is, I guess, why we keep doing the show, right? Yes, sir. Keep writing articles and keep doing emails, but it's all good. 888-654-4897. Phone lines are open. Chuck, we get a lot of emails, a lot of emails, but a lot of the emails are, are like this. You may have one in Monroe that says, I need a window cleaner. You may have one out of our jurisdiction more that may need um, a handyman, uh, may need some gutters done, may need landscaping. And a lot of those, you and I don't have direct connections in those areas. So or we, we don't have a statewide. We've got a local person that we've heard of. Exactly. So a lot of the places, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, we talked to Eileen about the HBA in Cleveland. If we got a letter from Cleveland that said they wanted a, a uh, excuse me, an email from Cleveland that said they wanted a new addition put on their house and they're turning to the guys for advice. It's one place we would go in Cleveland to get those people, the contractor, and that would be the Homeowners Association. Home it, Builders. Uh, home Builders, I'm sorry, Association in Cleveland. The HBA was, is in pretty much every major city around the country. And they Canada. they vet their people. You can't just say, I want to be in your in your association. They vet their people. The good people, I think I think of someone like Ben Templeton and Templeton, Templeton Builders um, that have been in that association forever, and then Ben becomes involved with the association and becomes president. 
those are the companies that when they're in those associations for that much time, those are the people you want working on your house. So let's say you're from Monroe and you ask for a landscaper. You you need someone to come in and cut bushes. We are going to tell you to go to your local landscape supply. Who supplies those landscapers with the gravel, with the dirt, with the sod? Those are their customers. So if you call a local landscaper supply, they're going to tell you a person in your area that can help you out with that kind of stuff. And that's Absolutely. all we really have. Yeah. We well, and, and I mean, it's like sometimes we'll refer people to man's lumber for a thing where we know man's lumber is dealing with good contractors on a daily basis. Right. And they've got a, they've got a list of, of good people they can refer right, right there in their area uh, of guys or gals or businesses that are doing business with them. Yep. And they know who the good ones are. They know who pays their bills. They know who has good uh, reputations. It used to be you could go to a local jurisdiction and ask an inspector, but they're prohibited from giving referrals anymore. Because are of, they? <laughs> they really are. I, I, Policy. Now, I, in the old days. Nobody will give you one, but they, they're not supposed to. Right. In, in the old days, a lot of people got our name that way, where they would go to their jurisdiction and say, who's the best concrete guy around? And they would say, look, we're going to give you three names. We're not going to refer any of them to you. We're not going to tell you they're the best. We're just going to give you three names. These are contractors that pull permits on a regular basis that we haven't had any problems with. Yeah, they might say that. (laughs) Some will say we can't tell you anything. And some will give you a list. Now, if it's licensed people, they can give you a list of, you know, we currently have a list of 50 licensed guys. Yes. Or companies. They can give you that. Because all they're telling you is that they they are li- legally licensed to do the work that sure. you're trying to get done. Absolutely. But as a referral goes, there's just liability, you know, uh, and people are reluctant to do that. When you and I give a referral, you know, we stop and think, okay, well, if these people don't hold up their end of the bargain, it's a big responsibility. We've talked about it a hundred times. Well, in this business, in, in, in the radio business specifically, no news is good news. So, for instance, we will get a, a lot of handyman referrals, and, and we don't have a handyman that, that is an advertiser with the inside-outside guys. But so many of the questions we get require a handyman, whether it's someone just to fix you know, a little piece of molding you know, on the top gable end. We'll refer the handyman. And no news is good news. And what we mean by that is if we refer a certain handyman multiple times and we hear nothing negative about them, we are going to keep referring them. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Because yep. trust us, if they, if one of our team partners does some something wrong, even a homeowner feels they did something wrong or one of our referrals feels like they did something wrong, not only should we hear about it, but the inside-outside guys want to hear about it. We want to know what kind of experience you have with the people we have referred you to. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know any good handyman companies out there, we want to know about them. That's what we I'm just going to really say. We want to know about them. Thank you. Yeah, we want we want to hear that follow up. If you've had a great company, regardless of the of the type of company it is, if you've had a great experience with one, we do want to hear about it. It helps us down the road. You know, if we have to make a referral, I don't care if you're up in Traverse City, we still want to hear about it. If yeah. it's a great company. Yeah, and, and like we have we have referrals that are big companies. You know, we think of the Kearns, we think of the Victors. Just, big companies and then we have the smaller companies the handyman the one one or two man companies all we require from them is that if we give a referral to them for one of our listeners that they take care of them we we just want them taken care of because our main goal chuck and my main goal from day one 
is finding you, the listener, housing information you can trust. That means everything to us. That that truly is everything. Uh, when we talk to people, we ask them about their warranty. We ask them about their personnel and what kind of training and certification goes on, how, how much turnover they have. If a company's got a lot of turnover, it usually is an indicator that it's not managed well. So that's huge. You're absolutely right. We have so many of those companies that have one guy on top, and his responsibility is to make sure he has the right people below him to take care of the jobs that he does not have time to take care of. Um, McFarland Painting is a great example of that. John McFarland, he's, he's, he's a conductor, but he has people that cover each individual segment of his business, including social media, um, you know, painting, Handyman, all the good ones that run that those, way. right? I'm thinking right. of Kearns and Victors and Atlas, and I mean, you can go right down the, the list because there's there just isn't enough time. My big mistake when I got in the business, and I know you would say the same thing, was you tried to do it all every day and you can't. <laughs> not, right? not only would I try to do it all, I would try to get it all. I would not let a bid go by. I I, I tell you what, that was one <laughs> of the biggest. That's that salesperson DNA in you. I remember Chuck. The first time I told somebody no, and it was a person that kept me there for an hour, kept changing their mind. And I remember shutting my, sitting next to her, shutting my book and said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but I don't think we're going to work well together. And that's when she wanted me the most. When I was oh, exactly. Say, when that's I was willing a, to say that's no. a technique for closing. She was begging <laughs> me. She was begging me to take her job. Yeah. But Chuck. There was no way in a million years I was going to take her job. She could have offered me anything I wanted, but there was no way I was going to take her job because she would have drove. And I'm sorry. You knew you weren't going to make her happy. I was not going to make her happy no matter what we did. She was going to find a reason. And I took on too many of those jobs in the past that hurt me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, you learn those lessons over time. (laughs) Hopefully you're smart enough to to carry them with you (laughs) as you move forward. In our lifetime, there are so many people that would call a contractor out and they knew that contractor wanted that job. They had leverage over that contractor, and they are going to make sure they knew it. That's not the case nowadays. Okay, you can't call a contractor out and say, I want this, 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 and this, because they're going to say, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't perform that. Give that to you. Today is, is so important that both the contractor and the homeowner qualify each other more than ever in our lifetime. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah, because things are really expensive today. Yep. Yeah. And if you're leveraging your home you know, with financing, then you are leveraging your home if you're using financing. Ooh, that's scary for, to hear. It is scary, isn't it? it people that don't work. realize that's what we're doing, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. And if you're doing that, it, it makes it more incumbent on you to be a good and intelligent shopper. Oh, which amen. Is one of the reasons you and I do the show and one of the reasons we write the articles we write to hopefully educate the shopper. You know, and, and, and we hear these emails and we hate that it still happens. Where we'll hear an email, somebody hired somebody and paid literally tens of thousands of dollars, uh, yeah. and something legitimate went wrong. I think of the, the lady in, um, I believe it was Plymouth, who just had her uh, garage all sided, and then she had these guys come in and pour her concrete. They did not know what they were doing. All they had to do was spend $5 worth of material oh. and spend five minutes hanging plastic on the side of her garage. It's all it would have taken. But they didn't do either one of those things. They splashed concrete all over her brand new siding. They left the job a mess. And she said, I, I, you know, they were a good company. You know, everything I knew about them, they were a good company. And, and we're not going to say that. They're being judged on that one issue, which 
is a valid issue. And when she got a hold of us, they would not return her phone calls. And our advice to her to her was contact the state of Michigan and and let them go to town. And she contacted us back, and I believe they made her whole and t- took care of that. Yeah, scary stuff. So depend on us, use us, uh, take advantage of us. We like it. That's what we're here for. But, Chuck, time in business definitely says something about a company. Decades in business says a lot about a company. And when a company gets handed down from generation to generation and stays successful and grows, they're obviously a great company. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. It's one of the criteria we look at. How long have they been in business? You you talk about you, you can't guarantee you work any longer than you anticipate being in business or have been in business. <laughs> yep. Jeff Weaver's father at Clarkson Window and Doors started their business years ago. Jeff is running it now. Great company, Clarkston Window Indoor. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being here. I want to remind you that during the week, InsideOutsideGuys.com and, of course, the Detroit News on Friday, the Homestyle section, the guys will be in there. And it's a contractors-only article, so if you're a homeowner, not a contractor, you're not allowed to read it. <laughs> We're going to talk about gross margin, Stop what people it. call gross profit. Anybody can read it. Want to want to thank everybody out there as well that helped push the Inside Outside Guys past 25,000 followers at the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. We have so much activity, so many people. We have, we have what they call, um, uh, what do they call, F- favorite fans of the Inside Outside Guys. Uh, people that are, There is such a thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah huh. You get a favorite fans badge, actually, if you comment a certain amount. Of, not from us. From a digital Facebook. badge, or do they mail yeah. you one? No, no, it's a digital bad badge through Facebook. And uh, <laughs> shows how much I know. We about have it. so many, so much interaction with our listeners out there. And some, like yesterday, I posted a uh, a picture of someone who obviously it was a DIY uh, roof they did on top. And they they when they did the roof joist, they went up about an inch and a half too short. So they cut little inch and a half peaches and shoved them underneath <laughs> underneath that. <laughs> Literally, we got. Maybe 30, 40 people liking it, but we got 50, 60 comments on it of people giving it. One guy said something simple like, it'll work. Yeah, it'll probably work, but that is, <laughs> that's, it's not quality work. It's not quality work. Uh, you know, Chuck, at the insideoutsideguys.com, when, when we find these companies, one thing that is so important to us, and it should be important to every customer out there, is the aftercare. And the aftercare on a job is a minute when they walk away from that house. What do they do for the customers? How do they how do they show the customers that they care afterwards? Do they give them something that tells them how to take care of their product? Do they follow up with um, phone calls a year or two afterwards? I know so many of our so many of our team partners do that because that's part of their part of their policies and procedures. Should be. Cleanup. Yeah. We've always spoken that a company can do the best job in the world for a customer, but if they don't clean up 100%, if that customer feels like they have to bend over and pick up anything that they shouldn't have to, that will create a negative final image in that customer's mind that was happy all through the process until they had to clean a couple things up. That's why the cleanup on these jobs are so important. Yeah, so it's important. funny you say that because... 
the job you just talked about a minute ago with the woman who had great concrete placed, but they splattered concrete on her siding and didn't clean it up. Right. So that was her focus. Right. Afterwards. Right. And that's true of anything. We love a company that will randomly call people three days a week, a month after a job is complete and say, did you like it? Yeah. Any comments? Anything we should know that... Good companies want to know if there's a problem or a negative reaction. A good company wants to know that as soon as possible. So don't ever hesitate to share that with a company. No, that's a great point. You know, it, some people get very annoyed when a company wants to reach back out to them. For whatever reason, maybe they didn't get the job, and they're reaching back out asking why. I think that is so smart of a company to do. I do, too. And as a homeowner, please try to have patience with that company because they want to know if it was something the salesman said. Was it something in their sales presentation you didn't like? Why didn't they land the job? And I think it's so important for for consumers and companies to have those conversations because that just sharpens the knife. It does. It's good for everybody. Yeah, and you and I are big on that. And actually, that's one of the things we're going to look for in a good company. Are you going to do that follow-up? Do you invite uh, uh, input from former customers, good or bad? Because, uh, again, there's no way you can correct a problem if you don't know it exists. You're right. You're right. You know? Yep. We talk about that in relationships. If you don't tell me that I'm doing something wrong, how am I going to know I'm doing something wrong? <laughs> and how am I going to fix it? <laughs> You're right. You're right. One of the emails we got last week, Chuck, was someone asking about um, what kind of power washer should someone buy for a residential power washer. I know. And, and you know what, Chuck? As, as much as a lot of guys out there might go, what? What kind of question is that? <laughs> it was a good question. It was a good question. Because as a homeowner, you buy a 4,000 PSI power washer, Number one, you're going to be buying way more power washer than you need. You're going to be wasting money. And, and number two, you're going to hurt. You have a very good chance to higher PSI power washer you buy. If you don't have experience with a power washer, you can very likely do a lot of damage, not only to your home, but possibly yourself. Yeah, I was thinking of Eileen in Cleveland there with that cedar siding. Yeah. You right. could tear cedar up so fast. With too high a pressure, the wrong nozzle. You know, we did that article two or three weeks ago on on correct, you know, uh, perspective power washing, how to how to power wash properly, what services you should and shouldn't power wash. Uh, but <laughs> people, if you've used one, you tend to go, "Whoa, this is cool." Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're you right. Try it on everything you got. Then you know, we've heard of people doing it on pets, which is a huge no. Pets. Yeah, live critters. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to hear the things you hear in terms of abuse of a tool like that. For a residential power washer, anything from 1,500 PSI, 1,700 PSI, not much more than 2,000 PSI, and you can find them just about anywhere out there. Um, that's all you need, and we always recommend when you get a power washer, because it's a new toy for a lot of people, you put it on the widest stream, and you start in your backyard where people are not going to see the mistakes as often as you do in the front yard. Because whether it's new siding, what, you're, you're repainting. So many people, when they do a DIY project, they want to start in the spot that they want to see look the best. And that's always a mistake, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Start at the most obscure part of your house with what you're doing. So hopefully when you get around to the, to the premier part, you, you know You're the good. mistakes. You know the mistakes, <laughs> and you can make it look good. Absolutely. 
<laughs> that's such great advice. And we try to give it as a qualifier to anyone that's doing something like that, painting or staining or power washing, for, you know, for themselves for the first time. And we laugh, but Ken and I could tell you so many stories of people that have damaged themselves, their feet. They're out there with flip-flops using a power washer. You can cut a toe off with a power you washer. You can, and a lot of the damage you can do to a house and yourself uh, is is very expensive to replace. You go and you start power washing a vinyl siding. You can you can literally power right power wash right through that vinyl siding. And, and by the way, a power washer has no place on a roof unless it's washing a chimney. Oh Never put a power washer onto anything that is uh, like like a shingle. Another question we had here recently is somebody wanted to know a a good um, portable generator and. We said if budget's not the issue, a Honda. You just we you know we like to buy American. You and I are all about buying American, but you can't beat a Honda generator. I've never known anything that can beat a Honda generator. Historically, I've had great luck with them, and it was, goes back to what I said earlier. If I've had good luck with them for thirty years, then I'm probably going to stay with that brand. Right? Is that um, what you have? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have I have a I have one as well. I have a standby, but I also have a Honda generator as well. Yeah. And I love it. I can't kill it. And the one I've got is. 30-some years old, but I go out, start it, start right up, runs well. Yeah. Get what you pay for, <laughs> don't you, buddy? Yes, sir. We appreciate everyone <laughs> listening today. We, we we really appreciate how much you appreciate us, and you say it in your emails, you say it in your phone call. It humbles us. We absolutely love being here for you, the listener, twenty four right here on Saturday, Sunday morning, but also 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com. So Inside Outside Guys on Facebook as well. From the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence. If you need it, go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. Thank you, Danielle. Back at the station, we appreciate all of you, the listener. Until next time, bye-bye.